You're listening to a podcast, the Ellie Castro Show. I am Ellie Castro. And I'm Emeline Ramos. We did a Facebook Live video recently about a certain guest that we had in our home. We had an unwanted guest in our home. We had a roach. Right. Now tell them how that story started. So one night um, after having a snack, we walked over to the kitchen to put the dishes away. And I'm the type of person that when I enter a new room, I kind of look around my surroundings to see if I see anything. Right, any, you're paranoid. Any critters, right. I wasn't like that in Chicago. It's when I moved here to Florida. Oh, great. Okay. Great. So moving here with me uh, gave rise to this paranoia. It's not you. It's the critters. Okay. Okay. It's the critters <laughs> that live in Florida. Right. The critters that live in Florida. So when we walked in, we were talking and I happened to glance up at the ceiling and there it was. Yeah. I knew from your reaction that it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't have to see it to um to overreact because I was already like you know my my shoulders were hunched you know what I mean right. I was already getting a headache and I tried not to scream because I didn't want you to like freak out freak out because you know I freak out right I, I'll get in a bad mood for at least forty eight hours so I was like okay hold on carefully look up yeah I <laughs> wish you had said it as calmly as you're saying it now because <laughs> it didn't sound that calm it was like uh, it was sheer panic. And of course, I was trying to tone it down because I didn't want to like yell because I really wanted to just yell. I saw that roach and it was like, you know, when you just feel this rage just building <laughs> inside of you and we're just standing there. And I'm sure the roach was staring back at us like, you know, one of us is going to have to do something. We probably stood in the kitchen for a good 10 minutes just looking at it like, how are we going to tackle this? Right. Why should we tackle this? Why did? It, how did it get into the house? Yeah, yeah. Why did we buy this house? Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, of course, it falls on my shoulders, right, for some reason, because I guess I'm the man. Darn right. Yeah. But, but I hate him as much as you do. Yes, you do. Okay. But somehow I got hired uh, to get rid of the roach. Yeah, because, I mean, if my father were here, he'd do it. And you're the only man here. Okay, I need you to stop thinking about your dad i need you to stop thinking about life in chicago you live in florida now anyways this thing was humongous and it looked like it was just staring at us like staring us down yeah well it, somebody had to make a move so i said you know this is what i'll do i'm gonna go on facebook live if you haven't seen the video it's on my facebook like page ellie castro comedy and i regretted it instantly that we went live because <laughs> Number one, we can't curse, right? And that's all you want to do, right? right? When you're in the presence of a cockroach, you want to use every possible word in your vocabulary. Right. And I also regretted it because um, you're not going to look good. Yeah. You know what I mean? It showed everybody that you're scared of insects. Yeah. Nobody ever looks good when they're scared. No. And I certainly did not look good at all. I mean, <laughs> it was embarrassing. But it's okay because they're they're gross and they shouldn't be in the house. It wouldn't have been that bad except we took so long to figure out what we were going to do. Yeah. That by the time our plan kicked into action, the roach got impatient and flew away. Now- Something happened inside of me when I saw that roach fly off, okay? <laughs> like, I lost a few years of my life. You know what I mean? Like, something deep inside of me uh, died that night. Because I was like, what? I thought the flying roaches only existed in Puerto Rico, right? Me too. So on live, they were like, yo, that's going to fly off. And I'm like, you know, you're just trying to scare me. You know, it's like Marieli when she would try to scare me when I was little. And I'm like, please, I, I don't even think so. You better be careful. Those things fly. And I was like, shut up. I'm going to block you if you keep saying that, right? Oh, you better be careful. Those are palmetto bugs. I'm like, I don't even know what a palmetto bug is. Me neither. People at work tell me all the time, oh, it's a pal it's the big ones that 
palmetto bugs? Oh, you're fine. That's fine. I'm okay. like, yeah, a cockroach is not a bug. Okay, a bug is something that's like um, inconvenient. You know, oh, you gotta get that bug. You know, what a nuisance. A cockroach is offensive. Okay, a palmetto bug is no cockroach. A palmetto bug is like something you could bring into science class for like show and tell. Look, I found a palmetto bug in my garden. Right. Nobody's going to expect you to remove the handkerchief and reveal a cockroach. Okay. Cockroaches are cockroaches. If anything, the other name for a cockroach should be disgusting creature. To me, a cockroach, like I associate it with a dirty house. Yes. And I do not keep a dirty house. No. And people on Facebook were like, oh, no, it's got nothing to do with the cleanliness of your house. It's the water and, and when it rains and when it doesn't rain and, and all. The, listen, no. I no, don't care. No. I associate cockroaches with like not paying rent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's what happens. You know, when you don't pay rent, they move in because what right do you have? You're not paying rent. You a squatter. You like the cockroach. And people were saying spray it with bug spray with like roach spray. Um, We don't even buy roach spray. I don't have roach spray. Because we don't expect to have roaches. Right. Yeah, if you buy roach spray, you've basically admitted defeat. You right. basically said, okay, you know what? I live with roaches, so I might as well get a couple of cans of Raid. No, 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 no. I'd rather just clean the house and seal the cracks, okay? Because if I start getting roaches, I'm not going to go out and buy Raid. I'm going to go out and buy a new house. Exactly. So this thing flew, right? Mm-hmm. Now I get the broom. So because now, now I have a sense of urgency to kill this thing before, you know, it flies into another room, right? Yeah. I didn't think that I would miss. I played baseball my whole life. I consider myself a pretty good hitter, okay? I don't miss. Nene, tú le diste a esa pared and you completely missed the roach. Well, you know what happened was, uh, I think it's because I closed my eyes, which I shouldn't <laughs> have done. What are you doing? I, I don't know. My brain saw that I was going to hit a roach and it said, close your eyes because this is disgusting. <laughs> I mean, it's not like hitting a baseball. You got to keep your eye on it so that, you know, you can see the bat making contact with the ball. My, my brain was like, I don't want to see the broom making contact with the roach. This we're going to close our eyes for. And of course, once you miss the roach. The roach went on attack. Yeah. You can see it on the live video. This thing <laughs> swooped down, right? Was like, yo, what happened? Turned around, saw me holding the broom and went, I'm going to kill him now flies at my face i dodge it you can see it on the video i dodge it and i'm telling you i'm telling you (laughs) it buzzed my face i could feel the fluttering of the wings go by my eye now i know this because uh traumatizing events are engraved in your brain okay I still heard the <laughs> fluttering, by the way, that night. I didn't want to tell you this because I didn't want you to lose your sleep. But but I, I heard it, and it was horrendous, right? <laughs> so now it's flying around, right? We don't see it, right? And it lands on, on the frame on, oh in God. our living room. I'm dying here. <laughs> right? You're freaking out. And, of course, you could hear it on the video. I'm telling you, stop yelling. I know. Because you got so loud, it was starting to be worse than the roach. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, if I yelled really loud on the video, but I was really legitimately freaked out. I know, but you were starting to freak me out <laughs> way more than I wanted to be freaked out. And I kept I kept looking at you and I was like, I wanted to say other words, <laughs> but you were holding the phone, you know what I mean? With, uh, and we were live. So I was like, please be quiet, right? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm starting to get really mad, but we're live and my mother might be watching. Yes. So I get the roach, right? I hit it. It flutters on to the floor 
and I smush it with the broom. I lift it up and the thing is dead. Okay. You thought you smushed it with the broom. I looked at it. It was dead. It was like flattened out. The wings were spread out. It was like out. Like somebody said on the Facebook Live, it was playing possum. Okay. So easy for people to comment <laughs> on Facebook Live. Oh, it's not dead. You better make sure it's dead. I'm like, it's dead. Okay. And then you were like, are you sure it's dead? And I'm like, what? All of a sudden, I'm the coroner. I'm the medical examiner of, of roaches. Just step on it. All I wanted you to do was just step on it. You step on the it. The chancleta was right next to you. Why does it have to be my chancleta? Because then you step on it, right? Or you hit it with the chancleta. Now you got to wash the chancleta. Nah, man, you use your chancleta. I didn't want to use my chancleta because I didn't want to get it dirty. This is exact what happened right so so the roach apparently was regenerating right <laughs> while we were discussing you know like proper burials for the cockroach <laughs> the thing started regenerating we didn't know that so i went and i told you to put the broom away right because yes. i figured i was gonna get a napkin or something and this is the best part of the video okay <laughs> you went to put the broom away and you crossed by the roach i don't know if it was you crossing that kind of just that kind of woke it up but that thing started crawling and we freaked out. <laughs> Worse than when it flew. You said the funniest thing you have ever said in your life, okay? You yelled out, it's alive. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's on the video. Here, check it out. Oh! Oh! It's alive! Oh! It was a zombie roach, okay? I felt like I was in a, an apocalyptic movie and that we were being attacked by zombies. I could hear that line over and over. In fact, let's hear it again. Oh! Roach! It's alive! Oh! Oh! It's perfect. So now I'm upset, right? Now I'm hitting it. Now I'm smashing it, right? right? Now I'm making sure it's dead. And of course, now all the comments on Facebook are like, I told you it wasn't dead. I told you you should have stepped on it. And that's when I regret it yet again, going live on Facebook. <laughs> stop! Will you stop yelling? I swear to God. <laughs> okay, okay. I told us. you freaking step on it. I told okay, you okay. step on it. I told you it was alive. Recently, we visited the city of San Antonio, Texas. Right. We had never been to Texas together. I had done a show in San Antonio about three years ago. That was a show where Roberto Clemente's son, mm -hmm. Roberto Clemente Jr., uh, attended with his family, which right. was a memorable show. It was an amazing show. It was great. But I was only there for that night. Like, I literally drove in an hour before the show, had something to eat, did the show, and then we drove back to Austin. So I was only in San Antonio just for the show. Right. And I had been several years ago to visit a friend from medical school that lives in San Antonio. And I spent the 4th of July with them. But that was a long time ago. That was before I knew you. So you knew about it more than I did, though. Yeah. So tell them how we ended up in San Antonio for this trip. So I have a friend that works for a company who uh, does marketing for MLS. So she was going to be at the Mexico versus Argentina soccer game in San Antonio. And she invited us. Um, she knows that I like soccer, but she didn't know how big of a soccer fan you were. Yeah. So I was like, you know, Mexico, Argentina friendly in San Antonio, Texas. Yeah. Not only that, but we got field passes and we got to sit in a suite. So I was like, yeah, it's worth the trip. Yeah. So uh, can we talk about how cool it was to be on the pitch? It was amazing because um, they walked us out, right? Right. And we're on the field, on the grass, and we're watching the players uh, warm up. Now, of course, we're not really a fan of either team, right? Right. 
but it doesn't matter. It's the fact that you're on the field and it's massive because we're used to seeing it either on TV or from the stands. And I think what makes this experience even better is that you're surrounded by all these people who are diehard Mexico fans, diehard Argentina fans. And that makes the experience so much better because these fans, in general, soccer fans, I think are the best like sports fans in the world. Extremely passionate. I mean, they go all out when they're out there rooting for their team. Well, listen, they lost for nothing. Right. They were down the whole game. And the Mexico fans were extremely loud. (laughs) The whole game, even after the game. So I can't even imagine had they won. You know what I mean? Right. Because soccer fans are just going to be loud regardless. And they're just going to be passionate. So passionate that they have to warn them during the game to like tone it down because they were getting a little offensive. Yeah. (laughs) Which is normal for soccer. I've never seen a stadium correct the fans for what they were chanting. And I can't even say what they were saying because it was pretty bad. Yeah. I didn't even know it was bad until you told me that it was offensive. (laughs) Right? Because they turn it into a song. So you're like, oh, I'm just singing. So you're just chanting along with them. Yeah. I'm just singing along with the Mexico fans. What's the problem? Mm -hmm. Well, the problem is that when you translate it, (laughs) it's not a very nice song. (laughs) Also, while we were in San Antonio, I booked a motorcycle sidecar tour of the city. How cool is that? It was really cool, especially since we did this in South Africa and now we got to do it in San Antonio. Yeah, but in South Africa it was different because it was one motorcycle and one sidecar, right? Mm-hmm. So one of us was in the sidecar and the other one was on the motorcycle with the tour guide and then we'd switch so right. that we both could be on the sidecar. This was different. This was like two little Vespas, right? Two Mm -hmm. little mopeds with a sidecar attached. So each of us was in a sidecar. Right. It's the only sidecar company, by the way, in San Antonio. So that would explain all the looks we would get, right? We would be like, what is that? It was funny because when we were driving, his father was like, look, I feel like we're like celebrities. Everybody's looking at us and waving. And I'm like, I know this this seems pretty cool. Yeah, because we're we're in a sidecar, okay, (laughs) attached to a Vespa moped. Yeah, it's going to get looks. And half the time I was worried because I felt like we were slowing down traffic. I'm like, people are going to start honking at us pretty soon. Yeah, because we can only max out at 30 miles an hour. That's it. <laughs> you know, that's It's either follow us or just go around us. Right. But it was so cool that we got to see all the places that we did with in the sidecar. Listen, we stopped and had a picnic breakfast in front of Mission Concepcion, right? Which uh, apparently is like an old church from like 300 years ago. And he lays out a blanket takes out a cooler and we're eating tacos with Topo Chico. Yeah. In front of this 300-year-old church at 8.30 in the morning. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was such a great experience and such a beautiful church on the inside. I couldn't believe how well-preserved it had they had kept it. Yeah, because on the outside, it looks like ruins. Yeah. Right? And then you go inside and it's like a modern church, but still, you know, full of history. Mm-hmm. which was amazing. So we're walking out of the church. I've taken all these pictures. I feel like, wow, this tour was worth it. And he's and he's going on and on about Mission Concepcion. And he's like, yeah, this was much better than the Alamo uh, because the Alamo is, is, is too small and it's just, it doesn't offer the same feeling that this one had. And I'm like, the Alamo? I didn't even know that the Alamo was in San Antonio. Okay? I thought the Alamo was just some... Like a bunch of ruins. You where know I mean? though? Like in somewhere random in Texas? Somewhere in Texas, yeah. Somewhere where you'd have to like go down this road with tumbleweed, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And pull off to the side, you know? <laughs> I thought it was safe to share that 
ignorance with my tour guide. Right. Again, I didn't know it would become a joke for the rest of the day that I'm sure he shared with his friends and family that he gave a tour to a guy that didn't even know that the Alamo was in San Antonio. Okay. I, I didn't know. I didn't know that the Alamo was a mission. I didn't know that there were missions in San Antonio. I had no idea what they were. So don't feel so bad. Listen, you could have taken me to a collection of boulders, okay, and said, that's the Alamo. And I would have been like, oh, that's the Alamo. Mira, mira que nice. That's how little I knew. Now, the more I think about it, the more I would have thought the Alamo was like uh, an old headquarters of a military base or something. Because it wasn't there a battle that's, or something like that? That's kind of what I thought it was. I didn't I didn't really know what it, really it was. Oh, my God. Could you imagine yeah. us like in a quiz show on national TV? <laughs> what is the Alamo? I would have been like, um, it, it's either like uh, a series of boulders Okay, a military headquarters or like a hill where there was a major fight on. Right, that's what I thought it was. Yeah, I would have gone with C. Yeah, <laughs> I'm willing to bet everything I have. <laughs> Final answer. A siege lasted 13 days. Impossible odds the defenders faced. The Texans lost, but the call that arose, that old battle cry. Remember the Alamo. Made in Puerto Rico, the off-Broadway hit is coming to the New Jersey Performing Arts Center, November 8th and 9th. For tickets, go to ellicastro.com. Don't miss it. See you there. Okay, so it's no secret that I am not a fan of medical procedures, okay? I mean, you don't even let me talk about medical procedures or what I do at work. No. Because it grosses you out. Well, I can, I can listen, but I need to like look away and change the subject like after a minute, you know, but I, I mean, I could try. You barely, I can get in a couple words and then you're like, okay, okay, yeah, no more, no more, no more. Okay, fine. Go ahead. Test me. So today at work, there was a kid that had ticks all over her body. Okay. And I had to remove them. Okay. And she had them like in her underarm and her... When you say remove them, what does that mean? So you have to take a tweezer mm -hmm. and like make sure you get it all the way at the base of the, the skin, like right where the mouth is attached to the oh, skin. Okay, see, that's where I have to, see, I, that's where I have to stop you. And like, I, you no, know, I'm good, I'm good. And, and then just kind of pull up really all fast right. and really hard. Mm -hmm. And then you feel the tick pull because they attach really hard. All right, yep. The second you, um, you gave the tick a mouth, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. Ticks don't have mouths to me. They're, they're just little. There's just little piedritas that you just, you know, you just flick off. Flick off. Yeah, I don't like the thought of a tick with a mouth. Okay, so anyway, you proved your point. So I had this thing in my face, like a a, a little bump. Could you explain that? Uh, you have a cyst on your face. Okay, right, a little bump, and it was on by one of my sideburns. Right. And I had it for years. Mm -hmm. So I thought, you know what? I should get this removed because I had another one near my jaw that uh, blew up. They or get what? infected. Okay. Or blew up. And they had to like cut it and drain it and all that. It's, right. a, it's a pain. So this time I said, let me just get this off. I've got some shows coming up. I'd like a new look. Well, because we don't want them to get infected like right before one of your shows. And then you have a big swollen red inflamed face for right. your shoulder. We don't want that. Right. So we so you decided that it was time to get it removed. Right. So I went to the same doctor that removed the one in my jaw. By the way, I got to tell you this. The receptionist in the office is a fan of mine. She's been to my shows. I've been to her house. Okay. She's wonderful. But she's also very blunt. Okay. She's mm -hmm. also very honest. She can't hide 
her reactions. I walked in there the first time with that big bump sticking out of my jaw. And the first thing she does when she looks at me is she grimaces and she's like, oh my God, what is that? (laughs) Now, you know, it's bad when the receptionist at the office that is supposed to have seen it all reacts to you that way right so i was like nana can you just um say something encouraging at least (laughs) don't even look at it right can you go take a break can somebody else fill in for you (laughs) while i'm here so i was like okay despite the receptionist i'm gonna go back to that same doctor and i'm gonna have him remove this smaller cyst right right? i go in there she almost seems relieved that that it's not that bad because she's expecting me to walk in with some you know growth so I'm like, okay, all right, let me fill out the forms, you know. And she's she's being really sweet. She's telling everybody I'm a comedian and that I that they should come out to my shows. But you got to understand, at a doctor's office, I'm not very talkative. No. You get me? You I, are not. I don't want to be social. I want to be scared. I want to be to myself. I want to focus all my energies on suppressing my fears and my tears. Right. I was going to say, you're already scared. You're already walking in there scared. So you don't want to, you kind of just want to be to yourself. You don't want to say anything. Yeah. I don't want to perform. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just, yeah. I just want to, I just want to stay in the corner and pray. So the doctor brings me back and he takes a look at my face. All right. He takes a look at the cyst and he's like, what do you want to do? And I go, uh, you tell me doctor, I, I understand that you can, um, you can drain it. Or you can remove it. You, you, but you tell me, right? You're the expert, right? But why you, Why is the doctor asking a comedian for what should be done, right? So the doctor, you know, he kind of looks at it. He touches it, you know. He dabs at it. And then he goes, I'd leave it alone if I were you. Now, you know that's not good. When the guy who knows best is saying, I'd leave it alone. You know that if you opt against that, it's probably not going to turn out well. Because I was like, no, I, I think I want it removed. And he got up from the chair and he was like, okay. You know, that attitude like, okay, I told you. Yeah. Okay. Don't complain when it starts hurting. But inside you're like, I think this is the right thing to do because I don't want this to get infected. And you felt you had been feeling recently that it was getting like growing a little bit. I get that. I get that. But I could have used you in that room to tell me that because when he walked out of there, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I should have just left it alone. I should have just left it alone. (laughs) So he goes, well, the thing that's going to hurt the most are the shots. And he was right because he gave me like five shots. Those always hurt. To numb the Mm. area and they hurt. Yeah. And he's talking to me. He's like, yeah, this is going to hurt because you have a lot of nerves in your face. And and he's trying to talk to me. And I'm like, just please don't talk. You know what I mean? You're interrupting my prayer. This is Jesus. Hey, oh. He's trying to take your mind off of things. He's just trying to relax you and like. He's stressing me out is what he's doing. Okay. <laughs> he, and he, and I think he's stressing God out because God's like, I can't listen to Elisaldi. He's praying to me and you keep interrupting him. <laughs> so now he goes to make the incision. right? Okay. And I can kind of hear it because remember, it's by my ear. Right? Yeah. So I don't feel nothing, but I'm hearing it. Right? You can totally feel like you can totally hear the skin like Stop. coming apart, right? Stop. Yeah. And I'm like, this is really uncomfortable. Can you knock me out? Can you give me something? Is there a gas that I can breathe? Because I don't I don't want to be I don't want to be awake for this. You want a general sedation? Please, just the whole thing. Just wake me up next week uh-huh. when, when the stitches are out. <laughs> and so I'm hearing it and I'm like, oh God, this is horrendous. What did I do? Right? And God's trying to console me, right? He's trying to make me feel better. And then he goes, did you, um, did you have alcohol last night? And I was like, oh my God, I felt like I was at a confession. I'm like, oh my God, doctor, it's been a month since my last confession. <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, but it was like 
a glass of, of wine. It wasn't even wine. It was rosé. It was sparkling. Emmeline <laughs> likes rosé. <laughs> I barely drank any. He goes, oh, that would explain all the bleeding. Because apparently, I don't know, alcohol thins your blood or something like that? It can. But, you know, also the actual anesthetic that he used will cause lots of bleeding too. Regardless, it didn't make me feel comfortable. Okay? Yeah. That he was like, yeah, it's a lot of bleeding and I, I really can't see a lot. Because I'm like, okay, that just sounds like... Uh, He's preparing for a worst case scenario. Like, like if something goes wrong, he'll just be like, well, you know, the guy drank a glass of rosé and, um, you know, it's a lot of blood and visibility was poor. So sorry, I cut his ear. Yeah. So it's like if you tried to sue him for something, he, w- he could say in his notes, well, the guy drank rosé last yeah, night. Man. So that's what happened. Yeah. The guy was all boozed up on rosé. He so, made well, you like incriminate yourself. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, my God, really? You're already saying, you know, in case I don't do a good job, blame it on the rosé. <laughs> We're not off to a good start. But listen, he took it all out, right? I mean, he took the cyst out and, you know, he went at so it. So a cyst essentially is a sack full of fluid. So a lot of the times doctors will drain the cyst. So they'll just like either take a needle, poke the cyst and drain the fluid out. And so the, the sack deflates. But if you really want to prevent these cysts from coming back, you have to take the whole sack out. Okay. Which is what he did to you. Maybe this is good that you weren't in the room because I wouldn't have wanted you to explain all that to me. I would have been like, Shh, can you please, can you just... <laughs> Have her wait for me in the lobby. I don't I don't want to hear about sacks and fluids, okay? All right, all right. My bad. But he took it out. He stitched me up, put a bandage on me. Mm-hmm. And, and what did he tell you? Come back and see me in a week, and we'll take the stitches out. And I was like, oh, you know, it's so good. Thank God that my fiancé is a doctor because, you know, I can always have her look at it and, you know, make sure it's okay. And in healing, I was so proud of you. You know, I Thank really was. You. I was bragging about you. And I was like, you know, she, she'll she take care of me and she'll make sure I'm, uh, I'll be in good hands, doc, you know? And he's like, wait, if your fiance is a doctor, then she could take out your stitches. And I was like, no, <laughs> she ain't getting anywhere near my stitches, okay? Because she is not a good doctor <gasps> with me, okay? No, you're not. You're very impatient. How dare you? You're very impatient, okay? You're supposed to be a pediatrician. And you know me, I get like a baby and you do not treat me like a baby. You're not an easy patient, just so you know. You treat me like an adult, okay? <laughs> and I, 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 I'm offended. So I was like, no, uh, doctor, um, I'd rather have you um, take the stitches out because um, I'm good. I could totally take your stitches out. I feel like if you mess up, right, um, that you'll just blame me for it. You'll be like that doctor. You'll be like, <laughs> you know what? Pues eso te pasa for doubting me. You shouldn't have doubted me. Eso es lo que pasa when you doubt me. See, if you hadn't doubted me, I wouldn't have messed up. So blame yourself. Just so you know, I wouldn't mess up. That's what doctors do. Yeah. When things go wrong, they blame the patient. (laughs) (laughs) That was the podcast, the Ellie Castro Show. I am Ellie Castro. And I'm Emily Ramos. For more information on my shows, mi gente, you can go to elliecastro.com and follow me on social media under Ellie Castro Comedy. Remember to subscribe and share this podcast and leave me a review. Let me know what you think. Now let me get your stitches out. No. Remember, mi gente, life is so much better when you're laughing. Hasta la próxima. Bye. Oh! Oh! Stop! Will you stop yelling? I swear to God. Okay, okay. I told you freaking step on it. I told you step on it. I told you it was a lie.